0: Wants it to first. champions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice.
1: in the Tampa Bay Lightning.
2: It is episode 79 on For Future Considerations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your favorite podcast. I'm Manny. The boys are all here. Matt, John, fellas, how you doing?
0: The boys are back and you're going to be in trouble.
2: Matt, how was the weekend? 24 convention, buddy.
0: It was cool. It was really cool had a chance to talk to uh, a few of the, the stars of the show in the segment that I was on in the 24 convention. Uh, Talked to Kim Raver. Uh, Talked to Marilyn Rice Cub, who was Chloe. Louis Lombardi was on there as well. So it was very cool. I got to geek out for a little bit. Uh, watched the uh, the interview that they had done through the convention with Kiefer Sutherland. He's saying he's never closed the door doing it again but he's not the one that's writing the script and putting it all together so i'm predicting we're gonna see one more run of jack bauer in the near future
1: oh that sounds great i can't wait for that
2: john you're a big fan of 24 right
1: yeah i love it i've watched the entire series through twice um when my wife and i got together and we were still dating we were doing the long distance thing and uh (laughs) romantic i am (laughs) we'd get together and watch 24 every second weekend. (laughs) <laughs> she loved it though we love that show so yeah i'd love to see Keeper sutherland back
2: i've got the dvd series i i need to start watching them again I, it's been i can't even remember the last time i watched that but it was so good it was yeah. such a great series
0: yeah and the, i mean 20 years now they're they're saying and the, and the how you know at the time and it's funny to think back, right? At the time, uh, that was when DVD box sets started to be uh, a real big thing, and they were one of the first ones and had some of the higher numbers as far as DVD box sets. PVRs would have been uh, one of those things that you know. Again, it's probably the start of you don't have to be there on Monday at nine o'clock on Fox to to see it and, and get caught up. So they were talking about being uh, the beneficiaries of that. But it's the, it's the last show that I've never based my schedule around that on mondays at nine o'clock i was not doing anything or taking any calls because i was watching jack bauer in 24
1: and uh, what a great binge watching show if anyone wants to binge watch something there are a ton of episodes they run one right after the other you can't skip an episode it is an excellent binge watching show if you've never watched it do yourself a favor and really get into 24 it's so good
2: and that's because of the countdown right because yeah. it, it's just an hour right so you can binge watch it that's a great point
0: <laughs> yeah for sure and it was great too because you could Kiefer would be getting in the car jack bauer would be getting in the car and he'd be 10 minutes away from the white house i'd go grab a snack grab another glass of water or something come back in seven minutes and then in three minutes after that he pulls up at the white house it was great
1: i uh, notice no one ever stopped to go to the bathroom on that show
0: no one ever went to the bathroom, nobody ever napped, nobody ever had dinner out the, you know, let's go grab a bite, <laughs> you know the, he's running around New York, he doesn't stop at one of the hot dog stands or anything and just grab a, as he's as he's running around it's it's wild, I always wondered and I think one of the jokes that I always had with a buddy of mine was like what's like the third day after that day like at the office, like are they all just sitting around like, man that, uh, that was a hell of a Tuesday wasn't it guys? <laughs>
2: hopefully that doesn't happen again for oh whenever the next season starts while
0: they're while they're cleaning up the rubble of ctu for the third time like oh shit we gotta move this thing people too many people know where we are
2: (laughs) oh man maybe i'll watch it next weekend this coming weekend because i'm gonna have to impose a a ban on betting in football because last weekend was rough for me week nine was rough how did you guys do
0: I'm done I'm not putting another <laughs> cent in the NFL again I'm done this is you know what I realized in the NFL just from my bets so uh and I don't have the screenshot anymore on my on my phone I, I think I deleted it at 145 when I lost my first bet of the day but <laughs> so I had uh I had the Chiefs I had Dallas uh, the Rams and the bills uh, by at, uh, 12 and a half. I realized just watching the score and I, I don't I've got my kids running around in the afternoon I couldn't tell you the last NFL regular season game I actually sat down and watched. I don't think there are any good teams in the NFL. I think everyone sucks. And it, it doesn't matter. There's no good teams. You just get lucky once a week or every other week or a couple times a month. I don't think any of these teams are any good anymore.
2: How about this? The Packers lose. The Rams lose. The Cowboys lose. The Saints lose. Yeah. All on all when the Buccaneers had a week off. So it's Tom Brady sitting there seeing all these other teams lose. The Buccaneers are like, this is the best week ever. I mean, we didn't even play.
0: How did we end up gaining ground in the <laughs> NFC <laughs> without <laughs> anybody playing? It's because no one's any good in this league.
2: When everybody said Buffalo's the best team in the AFC, they lost
0: to Jacksonville. They didn't Come get on. a touchdown against Jacksonville.
2: <laughs> well, we have a lot to talk about.
0: My pick for the Super Bowl right now is, is the Montreal Alouettes. I'm still riding high on them, even though they had a Tough week against Winnipeg. They got another good matchup coming out this week. This week's going to be huge. I'm really keeping an eye on that Hamilton-Toronto game, though. Couple of San Francisco area quarterbacks. You got uh, Jeremiah Masoli. You got McLeod Bethel Thompson. They're going to be buttonheads. I checked the line on that one. The line is like even. It's nobody can even. Even Vegas doesn't know what's going to happen one. That's going to be a great showdown. I was thrilled to see uh, Bailey Hale. Great kid. Uh, signs. The kicker with the BC Lions, uh, an alum, a proud alum of Eastern New Mexico University, uh, obviously massive football program there. <laughs> and then transferred to Louisiana Tech, and now he gets to shine at the, with the BC Lions. I wish him all the best too.
2: How are you not talking about my Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who dominated? Your Montreal Alouettes last weekend, 31-21. Yeah, I know they're going to play the rematch, but the Owls have no answer for Kenny Lawler, who put up 111 yards on seven catches. Come on! You guys have no answer for Kenny Lawler. <laughs> I can't believe you guys
1: can do this in a straight face. Look <laughs>
0: Look, Toronto and Hamilton. This is exactly how it's going to go. It, if you follow us on social media for future considerations, it's podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook. We normally have the uh, story of what happened in the world of sports three days before it actually happens. We'll just tell you right now: Toronto and Hamilton are going to beat the hell out of each other in the East Division. Montreal is going to come out of there, and Winnipeg's going to be this huge money. Everybody's going to come walking in all all strong and tough chess out here we go but guess what in football no one's any good in football so the worst team is going to beat the best team because that's just the way it goes so the Montreal Alouettes may as well start carving in the names on the Grey Cup a hundred and, 100 and what are the hell number of Grey Cups it is <laughs> 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 they're they're going to be 108. 108. They're going to be in Hamilton. They're going to have the hometown crowd behind them. It's, they're they're going to be nuts. It's going to be awesome.
2: So Montreal's going to have the hometown crowd in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Montreal them? and
0: Hamilton are good, uh, real, real good friends. Real good Come friends.
2: Come on. The Blue Bombers start to finish. They're currently 11 and 1. Nobody can touch them, N- not even Devontae Dedman can touch them after that big kick return last week for the Ottawa Redblacks, now has the record for the most kickoff returns for touchdown, beating the great Henry Gizmo Williams. Gizmo is great. Stop living in the past, Rashad, and join the <laughs> Deadman Club. <laughs> well, you know what I was going to say, too,
1: now that you've uh, brought up all the CFL stuff. Um, you were talking about banning betting. Um, I lost $19.52. Oh. Nope, it's gone down even more.
0: $19.59
1: on crypto this week, so. Oh, man. We, can use we, we
2: can't have a betting corner. <laughs> we can't have a crypto corner.
0: Nothing. All
2: we can do is debate.
0: Uh, At <laughs> least we can talk about the CFL, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bombers all the way.
1: That was a great kickoff return, was it not? Didn't that bring you out of your seat,
0: Matt? That was pretty exciting, especially since no one touched him. Like he basically just ran a hundred yards. Like I could go in my backyard and just do that back and forth and get the same amount of contact.
2: Can you imagine the Americans watching that? That's a hundred-yard kickoff. He took it at the five-yard line. <laughs> Canadians can't do math. <laughs>
1: the metric system's a mess. Have
0: I had too many OVS? Look at that. There's two fifty-yard lines. <laughs>
2: Uh, We have a lot to debate on the show today, so much so that we decided to stretch things out.
0: Yes, who doesn't want more... For future considerations, (laughs) we normally have two episodes each week. The second one being the OT. We always have a special guest on this time. This time around, we're going to cancel the special guest. We're just going to bring another guy in and we're going to (laughs) talk about the the Major League Baseball awards uh, that are going to be starting to be picked next week. Nominees are out and we'll find out who the boys think are going to uh, win those awards.
1: Yeah, so definitely stay tuned for that. And we're still going to talk some baseball in this episode as well. Also some football and pump it or dump it returns. But first, let's start with some hockey. I'm so grateful for all the relationships that I've built over the last six years. I just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to... To all the fans and for everyone that's supported me in this uh, this incredible city. The big news in the last week saw that Jack Eichel was finally traded by the Buffalo Sabres, along with a third-round pick to the Vegas Golden Knights. For Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, a first-round pick in 2022 and a second-round pick in 2023. Who do you guys think won this deal?
0: The other thing to mention in this, too, that I think was huge is that there's no salary that Buffalo keeps of Jack Eichel, that they basically get rid of the Jack Eichel contract as well. Uh, for me, I was, I was really surprised when the deal came out that that's what they got. And I was more determining that on the players. And I think I was a little biased because the Matthew Kachuk name was being thrown around. I think he's better than either of the players that, uh, that the, the Buffalo got in this deal. But I'm going to say the Buffalo Sabres win this deal at this moment. Uh, Peyton Krebs is a great player. Uh, We like him a lot uh, in the World Juniors. We thought he was great. Alex Tuck is fine. It doesn't really do much for me, to be honest with you. Uh, Those picks are going to be uh, valuable for sure. Um, Krebs is from New York State, which I'm sure is going to play into it as well. They don't have to keep the contract. And the more I think about it, for me, for Buffalo, I don't think Buffalo is – Anywhere near a, a solidified organization by any stretch of the imagination right now, but they're getting rid of their problem, and to me, their problem is Jack Eichel. I've, I'm not a Jack Eichel guy. I don't think he's a winning hockey player. Quote unquote. Uh, I think obviously Buffalo has a lot of ownership to do with this injury scenario and the saga that's gone on. I think Jack Eichel has a fair amount of that too. I, the that the Buffalo Sabers were actually re- actually able to just cut bait and trade him off for some pieces, I don't think they could have gotten a better deal than the one that they did.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think usually when you get rid of a disgruntled player, you end up taking a bath. You end up not getting anything back. And uh, they got some picks that they're going to need, and they also got actual NHL bodies in there as well I don't think you can do much better when you have someone who so obviously wants out and you know there's nothing else that you can do to repair that relationship and um, yeah they managed to get out of it and not pay any salary I mean that's great for them
2: I really like the deal for the Sabres for everything that you said most importantly about the 10 million dollars they no longer have to pay Jack Eichel For not only this year, but for the remainder of his contract, which is still very substantial. Um, But I will say I like the pick for Vegas, too. I think when you look at hockey trades, who gets the best player? And I think the best player out of all the players, the three players, Krebs, Tuck, and Jack Eichel, is Jack Eichel. When Mark Stone is healthy, when Max Pacioretty is healthy, when Jack Eichel is healthy, and they will all return at some point this season, that will be one heck of a hockey line. Vegas has truly lacked a number one center. Jack Eichel is a point-per-game guy in his career on a very bad Buffalo team. Imagine what he can do when he has pure goal scores on his wing. He will be better than a point-per-game player. I think Jack Eichel gives Vegas their legitimate number one center. Chandler Stevenson was in that role. He can now fall to the second or third line because you still have William Carlson in Vegas. Now, all of a sudden, you're that much deeper. And I think the Vegas Golden Knights, yes, they'll have to shed some salary when the players come back. but. I really like the deal for Vegas. I like the deal for the Sabres, too. Uh, I would have liked it even better for Buffalo if they could have snuck in another second-rounder in the future for them for this, but um, I like that. I don't believe that Kachuk would have been traded. Um, You know, there were a lot of rumors out there that Calgary was offering Kachuk. Uh, I, I don't believe that that was the case. I can't believe that Calgary would give him up, but imagine Eichel in Calgary, In that battle of Alberta between Eichel and McDavid, that would have been something else.
1: Do you think, too, this changes Eichel as a a player? You don't get much more of a contrast in the NHL than Buffalo to Vegas. Like, this might be just the kind of change that he needs to revitalize him and uh, give him a bit of an attitude adjustment.
0: It's possible, but he's going to the attitude adjustment city of of North America maybe I, I think he's going to the, the bright lights uh, as opposed to the, the dim days that there there were in, in uh, Buffalo figuratively and literally uh, to me it's, I, I've thought of that and it's a little more of a concern than a relief uh, for him right out of the gate I think it's a good thing that he's hurt coming into it, he gets some time off he can sightsee and, and hang out and then get down to business
2: Did you see the video we posted on our social media about his arrival? Yeah. (laughs) In Vegas, they had a...
0: There's more people in the lobby there than there were at the last Sabres game you played in.
2: (laughs) But Jack Eichel is a big winner here. I don't think he had a problem with Buffalo. Just Sabres manage it. They wouldn't let him have the surgery that he wanted. The artificial disc replacement. Like, I didn't think he minded Buffalo. He just really had a problem with the Sabres organization not letting him have the surgery that he wanted. Now he is getting the surgery that he wants. Jack Eichel is a pretty big winner in this deal, too.
1: We have a listener question from Mark and Chesley, who's a big Blackhawks fan. His question has to do with Chicago firing coach Jeremy Colleton after only one win in their first 12 games. Derek King is taking over on an interim basis, and the Hawks won their first game with King as bench boss. Mark wants to know if we think the Hawks will recover in the West and still get into the playoffs.
2: It's still pretty early in the season, right? Like, I don't think you can count anyone else out, but... Um, the Avalanche and the Stars are off to poor starts, too, and I think they're vastly better hockey teams. I still, the Wild, the Blues, the Jets, the Oilers, the Flames, Vegas is going to get that much better when they get their guys back. Um, I think the Hawks will be hard pressed to make the playoffs.
0: Uh, tough days, Mark. Tough days being a Blackhawks fan, number one. Uh, number two, um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs in the next five years. Uh, I don't think there's anything in Chicago to get excited about they made a bunch of moves Uh, we liked some of them the way it worked out at the beginning of the year none of them have actually translated and this is a team that's not getting any younger and there is nobody in that system that's coming to help anybody out they've got a long way to go I'm going to say that they're going to be on quite a stretch here that they're not going to make a playoff uh, appearance and and I'm, I'm fine with saying they're not going for the next five years.
2: We never did like the Seth Jones contract, and it's it's not working out for them.
0: No, not at all. Uh, the flurry deal's been, you know, again, not great. Jonathan Taves is not getting any younger. Patrick Kane is not getting any younger. And I, just looking at their farm system, don't recognize a, a lot of names. Um, plus, everything that they've got to deal with now from a PR standpoint. Not sure it's going to be a real... Uh, free agent uh, hotspot anytime soon either. I think there's going to be some long roads here for the Blackhawks. Good luck, Mark.
1: (laughs) And uh, one more hockey question. Rick Westhead of TSN reported this week, the NHL will not cover the therapy for John Doe number two in the Blackhawks sex assault scandal. Instead, the league says they'll let the Blackhawks manage it. Uh, Should the league offer to pay for his support?
0: What was the number that the league just made in that TV deal? (laughs) you're telling me that you can't find it somewhere in, in you know, we have the, the you know, this, the diversity uh, program that the NHL is now part of. We've got one for uh, women in hockey. All outstanding reasons to, to have these these different groups and, and things, again, that we've said uh, should have been done a long time ago. The mental health side of things has never been bigger. Carey Price is coming back uh, for, for Montreal from taking a, a break uh, for his own mental health. I think that's the next big thing that we're going to see leagues having to to basically make budget for and set their players up so that they have the ability to get to these. And these are guys that are, you know, maybe it's performance anxiety, maybe it's family anxiety. We're talking about a guy that was sexually assaulted by someone who was employed under one of your organizations and you're telling him that the, it's the team's problem, uh, that, that bill is going to get higher than what the league fined them for anyways because the, the league fined was a joke. I think, like, looking at the way that the NHL has handled this, I'm not sure they could have done a worse job than they have so far.
2: Yeah, it's been terrible. And it goes back to our conversation last week that Gary Bettman needs to go, boys. Like, under his leadership, he seems tone-deaf to the situation. You know, maybe that's why they only find the Blackhawks 2 million, so they can afford to cover John Doe's therapy sessions. John Doe 1 and John Doe 2. John Doe 1 being Kyle Beach. Like The league needs to protect its players, because without its players, there is no league. And the league needs to do more to protect the players who are coming into the league. And in this case, John Doe 2 had aspirations... Dreams of playing in the National Hockey League and they fell by the wayside, got taken away from him by this leech, by this menace, by Brad Aldrich. And because he was a sexual predator, like the league is responsible for this because they employed Brad Aldrich. The Blackhawks did, but they're part of the National Hockey League. Yeah. You mentioned. Gary Price you know he came out on Tuesday and said um, he went into counseling or he went to the therapy program because of mental abuse but because of substance use he started taking drugs because of his mental health issues because he was in a dark place the league still has to come out with a better drug policy to stop addictions from affecting NHL players the league needs to put their money with their mouth where their mouth is and if it's not Gary Bettman it's time to find somebody else who will do it.
1: Yeah, you know what, I was interested and in? I had a bit of a thought um I was listening to a podcast with uh, Greg Gohuli who was a victim of Graham James. And uh, he said something that was kind of interesting, and um, he said that things in society have gotten so much better for someone who deals with this and then has to um, get treatment and uh, deal with the stigma, and he was sort of saying in the last decade or so, you think about how this has become such an open topic in society, people are a lot more comfortable dealing with it, making sure that um, things are easier for people who survive abuse, but then I got thinking in the NHL, is it any easier now than it was 10 years ago? sure doesn't seem like
0: it no it's probably worse
2: like nothing has really changed no. that's the problem
0: the league was, uh, has shown it's just it's more interested in the business it's more interested in the money the players are assets that kind of come in and out and and to, to basically take zero responsibility for uh, the the member of your organization being the Chicago Blackhawks uh, and dealing with the issues that they uh, they did and, and the people that they employed and the people that kept this quiet and, and for the NHL to either assume that this is going to go away or be able to come out and say, oh, no, we, we've done everything that we can do, but you've still declined this person any sort of ability to get better, to, to work on being better, maybe as a, you know, you, you can say sorry all you want. Sorry might come in a financial uh, direction, and, and the, the start is it that, that you can find somebody, or find some money to help this kid talk to somebody, and and work through the the horrible things that they've had to deal with. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest, I have goofballs. Unbelievable.
1: My God. Oh! And now it's time for our Play of the Week, picked by you, our listeners, and social media followers. We've had a few fantastic plays to pick from, more than four, in fact, but we picked a Final Four and let you decide, and the winner is the epic move by Connor McDavid. Rangers having trouble changing here. McDavid, beautiful move,
0: What can you say? Talk about stick handling and a forefoot. move what a move around georgia to finish it off what a goal
1: Connor mcdavid went through the four new york rangers then deked out the goalie for an amazing goal that is our play of the week and uh, maybe even the play of the year up till now
2: yeah it, it definitely is a play of the year candidate right like that goal was insane it happened in the final three minutes of their game to the tie the game mm-hmm. and the orlers would win it in ot like even even that stage alone, let alone the play that he did uh is unbelievable
0: yeah I, if you if you follow me individually on on Twitter and you voted for something other than that you you can just unfollow right now like that's that's the best play you're going to see in hockey this season he He had three NHL defensemen looking at each other like Larry Moe and Curley, and got walked through all of them moves around the defenseman, moves around the goaltender in the opposite direction and scores. The, the best thing about it was the tweet that I saw that they said they should be fining uh, Connor McDavid $350,000 to pay for the tuition of the schooling that he just put on <laughs> those four New York Ranger players.
2: Hey, Rashad, tell me you didn't vote for Thatcher Demko <laughs> and his flurry of saves.
1: No, I actually did vote for McDavid. I almost voted for Demko, though, but...
2: Yeah, that's your boy. That's your Demko.
0: Yeah, your boy, he's... he's. We got him on the show. Welcome now. Here he is, uh joining <laughs> us uh, from backstage.
1: Yep, voted, just voted for you, Demko. A, Best saves I've ever seen. You.
2: That McDavid's a bum. <laughs> like Demko would have won it maybe on another week. That South Dakota State trick play might have won it. On another week.
0: That was pretty yeah. good, too. That was pretty good, too. I didn't
2: even put Wyatt Johnston's goal in the OHL as a candidate. That's pretty impressive there. He he had an impressive game winner, too.
1: That's a McDavid plays like the uh, Otani of uh, plays of the week. Any other week, any one of those plays would have been good enough, but not this week.
0: Yep. And he pitches, too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows.
0: Yeah, remember, if you're on Twitter and Instagram and you haven't unfollowed me and you're still following for future considerations, you can check that out. The poll question gets released on Monday. We'll show the video of the four videos, uh, of the four plays that that you can see. Vote on that player. We will release the winner uh, on the next episode, which would be, I guess, episode 81.
2: Wow, 81. That boggles my mind. It's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of talking, Rashad.
0: That's a lot of talking.
1: (laughs) Uh, The other big sports topic in the past week had to do with Aaron Rodgers, one of the biggest stars in the NFL, did not play on Sunday because he tested positive for COVID-19. And, of course, there was a huge firestorm because back in August, uh, he said he was immunized. Didn't exactly say what that meant, but uh, people from all walks of life were very critical of the quarterback from Green Bay, including Terry Bradshaw and
2: Fox. One, I I'd give Aaron Rodgers some advice. It would have been nice if he have just come to the Naval Academy and learned how to be honest.
0: Yeah. 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 Learn not to lie, because
2: that's what you did Aaron, you lied to everyone. Unfortunately, we've got players that pretty much think only about themselves and I'm extremely disappointed in the actions of Aaron
0: Rodgers.
1: We received a number of emails and messages about Aaron Rodgers. The majority of people are disappointed in the star football player. He took responsibility on Tuesday for implying he was vaccinated. The messages we received wanted our takes on the whole situation. What do you guys think of this story?
2: Well, there's not much to think about it. He lied. He, he purposefully lied. Um, he tried to minimize the subject back in August and now got caught. Um, I, I just don't understand this Because I, now I think his legacy is a bit tarnished You know, Americans are all about their football and stuff like that But this is a different animal COVID-19 is a different beast This is a guy who's quoting Martin Luther King In the initial news conference When Martin Luther King And you're you're trying to tell me that the plight of black people Uh, What they have fought for for decades is similar to your decision not to take the vaccine. Like, come on. He's taking advice from Joe Rogan, another podcaster, instead of the health agency that he got. He was teamed up with in Wisconsin who dumped his ass as a spokesperson after this whole scandal. Like, I think this really impacts his legacy.
0: I I wouldn't go that far because I don't think America really buys into the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic as much as maybe they should or certain areas of the the, the country maybe um, no I think this is this is deceitful um, I think this is possibly worse uh, than than some of the other cases that we've seen it's not Evander Kane but it might be number two on the on the list when you say yes I'm immunized the assumption is that you have taken Moderna you have taken Johnson and Johnson you have taken one of these shots when somebody asks you that when you say yes that's what it means I don't know what his teammates knew I don't know if he told them that he was or told them that he wasn't. None of his teammates have ever come out. He came across as a baby complaining about how Green Bay's treating him in the summer. Mm -hmm. This then comes out. So he was just on top of this. Now he's come back. Like you said, he's quoting Martin Luther King uh, Jr. in in some of these releases that he's got. and he, He comes across like he just doesn't give a shit about his teammates or... You know, the the whole situation he, he's making it seem laughable the the thing that I find interesting is like I don't think there's a suspension here that you can really lay on him I don't think there's a fine you can really lay on him like one of the things he was concerned with was the backlash of coming out and saying that he was not vaccinated there's plenty of players in the NFL that are not vaccinated and have just said that and and the tide rolls on Carson Wentz is one of them is he not I don't know that he's being questioned every single week of why he's not gotten immunized or or vaccinated but guy like you you're coming across as crazy as you look with the hair and the beard and and you just look homely and like you don't really give a shit anymore
2: the league did fine the Packers three hundred thousand dollars for COVID-19 violations this is when players don't walk around when they're unvaccinated. Yeah. They walk around without masks, right? Like, even Rogers got fined 15 grand for attending a Halloween party unvaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're not vaccinated, there are certain rules. You're not allowed to go out and that sort of thing. What's 15 grand to this guy?
0: Yeah. Like,
2: nothing. He, he probably care. spent
0: it on Halloween candy.
2: Like, I think if, if you're a Packers fan, you're like, you can forgive them. But if you're not a Packers fan and you believe in COVID-19, your, your image of Aaron Rodgers has changed forever.
1: And can I just make a note for people? If you're a rich white guy, don't ever compare yourself to Martin Luther King, for the love of God. People need to stop comparing things to the Holocaust and stop comparing themselves to Martin Luther King because you're going to look like an idiot every single time ever.
0: I think he comes across terrible in this, and deservingly so. He, he brought it on himself. Are you ready?
1: And now it's time for Rapid Fire, and as we move into Rapid Fire, another football question from the listener mailbag. The Las Vegas Raiders released both Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett in the past week, Ruggs after he was charged in that fatal car crash, and Arnett for issuing death threats on a video. Jason from Toledo messaged us and wondered if either of these guys will ever play football again.
0: Oh, I miss you, Toledo. I miss you, Jason. (laughs) I miss miss your town, man. I miss Toledo.
2: I was on a Zoom call with the Toledo Chamber of Commerce the other day.
0: Oh my, what is that like?
2: (laughs) Everybody everybody goes home after. <laughs> is it Ah, <laughs> oh, that's an inside story.
0: Is it more is it more than two people?
2: <laughs> there was a lot of people actually. There was a lot of people. Uh the good people there are some good people on the chamber. But uh <laughs> but uh they do a better job of selling Toledo than that the- beer girl did at the time. <laughs> You know, baseball
0: game. (laughs) They go home. Do you work for the tourism board?
2: (laughs) I hope these guys don't play football again. Like, I have no idea why Henry Ruggs was driving basically 250 kilometers an hour into the back of a vehicle at 3 a.m. Hammered, double double the uh, alcohol limit that he was supposed to be. He shouldn't play again. He's probably going to be in jail for a long time. Damon Arnett, not only is he threatening people in a video, <laughs> I read that he, he crashed a rental car four times in a month. Four different cars <laughs> in a month. These guys are first round picks of the Raiders. They were both first round picks. Somebody might take a chance on Arnett, but I hope I hope they don't. Like they don't um, deserve to be playing football,
0: and and you know what, football should be the furthest thing from their minds. In, in all seriousness, uh, there's obviously some some very, very deadly, literally behavior amongst uh, amongst these guys that they're, they they obviously need some sort of help, and and it's uh, it's a horrible horrible situation um, with what happened with with Henry Ruggs. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, football is not or should not be any sort of concern or anything that's getting looked at right now. They've, they've got to do some, some internal looking themselves.
1: We received an email from Rick and Wingham who wanted to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. He's officially cleared waivers and may sign with the new NFL team at any moment. Rick wants to know which team would be the best fit for
0: Odell. You ever talk to the Wingham uh, chamber of commerce, Manny?
2: Not in a few years. No, but I'm sure I have back in the day. You were a past
0: president, weren't you?
2: <laughs> that was of the Wingham Garden Club.
0: <laughs> oh, right. That's right. That was yes. right. the And the, the shuffleboard uh, committee, right?
2: Yes. We were planting petunias.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, Odell is, uh, is free to go. He's now left two places very unceremoniously for the extreme talent that he is. Um, this is a great answer or a great opportunity for uh, the, the Packers' front office to, to get their whining quarterback, the guy that they've always wanted or somebody that he's wanted. Uh, obviously, with the story we just talked about, the Vegas Raiders could use some help in wide receiver there's going to be a, a roster spot open there the other one that i've i've just read and i don't really see the connection or or why it would really work or why it kind of lands but the one that i've seen uh, come up a fair amount is the Seattle Seahawks
2: yeah those are the three teams that have been listed also the new orleans saints they're not going to have michael thomas back so does odell beckham but beckham has said he wants to play with the winner so it makes sense for me to for him to go to green bay and get Baby Aaron Rodgers won a, another toy that he wants to have to win it um, opposite Devontae Adams. That would be a heck of a trio. But Cleveland didn't look out of place without Odell on the weekend. They beat no. Cincinnati.
0: No. Maybe
2: it's something about him and not the team.
0: And that's what we were talking about, right? When you, when you kind of get rid of the, a headache or shake something off, it, it tends to to be the best road and I I wonder really how many teams you know if you were to to pull the GMs uh, they had the cap room to do it it wasn't anything that's going to really kill them it doesn't come down to a financial decision how many teams in the NFL do you think at this point would take a chance on Odell Beckham Jr. I would hope there's quite a few that would just say nah I'm I'm good
2: I think you're right I think there are quite a few that would I think there may be a handful of teams who would take the risk on them.
1: One thing we've learned in sports is anytime you think that someone is unsignable, <laughs> someone always steps right up and just shocks you and you go, really?
0: Yep. It never normally wakes and works out either.
1: As we mentioned, we're going to debate the end of season baseball awards on the OT coming up later this week. But this topic got quite a bit of feedback on social media. Is Buster Posey a first ballot Hall of Famer?
2: He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, is he a first-ballot Hall of Famer? I think he is. Like, he he's won an MVP award. He's won three World Series titles. He's a seven-time All-Star. Um, he's in the top 40 catchers all-time in home runs, RBIs, runs, hits, doubles. As a catcher, he's thrown out 33% of runners in his... 12 seasons, the average is 27% um, among Hall of Famers, already Hall of Fame catchers are already in the Hall, he's ahead of eight of them in war. When you take a look at war, if you're into analytics, like all that points to a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's a surefire Hall of Famer. I think the bigger debate is he a first-timer.
0: Yeah, and, and I th- I would think so too. I think he goes into the Hall of Fame, uh, depending on the class and and who ends up coming out of that. Uh, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer for me. Um, outstanding catcher, uh, definitely a lot of awards that that go into it. Seven All Stars, three World Series. Yeah, he's one comeback player of the of the year twice, which I don't know how you can possibly do that in a baseball career. But good on him. You know, he's won the Silver Slugger Award. He's he's won Rookie of the Year. So the the accolades are there. For me, there is, you know, again, just a a specific type of player that has to get into the Hall of Fame. In the history of the Hall of Fame, there are 19 catchers in in the history of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. So we're not talking about just letting anybody in. I think a lot of the stuff that Buster Posey has done is team oriented, in a sense that he won the three World Series the all-star games there were many years when he was the only good player on the giants and and the giants or the giants had several players in there but you look at the catchers that played in his era are there other catchers in his time that were as good as him or or better than him in the national league i would argue the only one that has consistently been better is yadier molina so, yeah, that, that puts Buster Posey in the Hall of Fame. I just don't think he's a first-round Hall of Famer, uh, but I do think at some point he's going to get in.
1: And did you guys see the new sports league that is taking the internet by storm? It's the Balloon World Cup, where competitors bat a balloon in the air and keep playing until the balloon touches the ground. They do it in what resembles a living room, and it was created after two Canadians posted a video of them playing online. Sophie from Detroit emailed us and asked us how we would do
0: but I've seen this like it's set up with a living room there's a couch in there there's a car in the ones that I've seen they've got like the literally there was a car that was in the guys in the box in the living room they've got the TV set up and all that stuff and I guess you lose points if you even knock things over so like they've got a flower pot on the the table on the end table and if you're diving for it and you miss you knock it off that's, that's somehow you, you lose or something uh, like I'm not getting off the couch boys if the balloon comes near me I'll swat it back but some of these guys are literally like jumping out of buildings over couches they're, the one guy jumped over the, the front of the car to get the balloon and he just popped it up in the air so the other guy has to jump over. It's, it might be the most a- athletic sport I've ever seen they're all wearing helmets yeah,
2: they're it's, all wearing helmets <laughs>
0: it's, it's Listen, great
2: I would dominate I guarantee between the three of us I would dominate I was the six-year-old Portuguese champion in the Pava household. I would dominate
0: this sport. Are you suggesting you started the Balloon World Cup? No,
2: I'm suggesting between the three of us, I would dominate all three. between the three of us.
0: Well, sure, probably. <laughs> and I'd, probably, I'd <laughs> well, probably bet on you, too.
2: You just said you wouldn't leave the couch. Rashad, have you yeah. played this before? Well, it depends. If the games are before
1: noon, I'm not even up yet. So... <laughs> This is an easy victory for me. (laughs) You're a giant among short men, Manny.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'd be playing with myself. Uh, That's happened a few times before
1: anyway. (laughs) Ah, college.
2: Greatest time in your life. <laughs>
1: um, also we got some feedback last week about our pump it or dump it song, which was Dynamite by Sean Paul and Sia. Many people said they love it, so let's see if this next song is just as popular. Nicole from Port Elgin emailed us this song because as she writes, Matt loves the weekend. Oh, does
2: he know the
1: This song is called Moth to a Flame by The Weeknd and Swedish House Mafia. So, fellas, Nicole wants to know, do we pump it or dump it?
0: Matt loves The Weeknd, but this song is going to put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. It, I If I never hear it again, I'm okay. Uh, if it happens to be on, on the mix when we're sitting around Manny's pool and I'm 22 Coronas in and it's 3 in the afternoon... I'll probably take a quick little snooze in the in the, once you get that uh, that that tiki bar set up back there. Then oh, it's not it's all right. It's it's fine. It basically I listened to it and, and didn't even notice that it was over yet until the uh, next YouTube commercial started playing. So it didn't grab me much at all.
1: I kind of liked it actually. I heard it on the radio this week and I was like, oh, I kind of like this song. And now I'm kind of reevaluating my uh, my decision on that.
2: So Matt dumps it. John pumps it. I'd rather play Balloon World Cup than listen to this puppy. Not a fan, boys. Dump it. Not you a fan. Would,
0: there's not a song in the world you would pick over playing with yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so true. You know me all oh so well.
0: <laughs> so if we get Marvin Gaye on here they might be able to knock, knock it off the top spot. But
2: but normally, I would be playing some music, though. <laughs> playing the organ. <laughs> no, that's was somebody the, else's
0: job. I thought it was a flute. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 oh, we lost him. It oh, took no. us. But it took us forty-five minutes. But we lost
1: yeah, oh, no, him. Right su- at the beginning of the show.
0: <laughs> uh, I was only going to suggest as long as nobody's playing the trombone. <laughs>
2: it's all base
1: baby all base poor Nicole from Port Elgin regrets asking this question
0: (laughs) she in the chamber of commerce (laughs) she should be on the tourism board
1: (laughs) Uh, that does it for rapid fire
2: (laughs) great debate okay let's talk about the Toledo story so Matt and I went to Toledo to watch a baseball game
0: was that at the baseball game or was that at was a the Toledo Walleye game? game? Was we went to see game. Zach Anastasiak, right?
2: Yeah, that was the hockey game. And we got to get Zach on the podcast too, by the way. So we stop at one of the beer vendors and the young woman was like uh, pouring us the beers. And I, Matt and I were like, I asked her, what are we doing after the game? Where do people go after the game? One word answer, home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was look me in the eye straight face no reaction so uh, where do people go after the games home
2: <laughs> and, and so There's... I respond and go whoa it's great to see that uh, you work for the tourism board in Toledo <laughs> <laughs> anyway I'm sure t- we had a great time in Toledo right we Matt did we had our did. own fun
0: there's a couple of irish pub uh spots in there there was that one place that we went before the game and got food that the service was awful but i think they were i think it was a dollar and a half uh for a liter of beer we were just uh, oh it was we got the bill and i think we paid more for parking <laughs> it was great
2: toledo is a great metropolis great metropolis so can't wait to go back now that the border's open. border's Then maybe they can get rid of the PCR test soon enough and we can make the trip.
1: Oh, hey, (laughs) I heard a little tip that if you go to uh, some of the bigger drugstore chains around uh, Metro Buffalo and Metro Detroit, they will give you your PCR test for very cheap
0: very cheap. Oh, you gotta like. know a guy or what? Is, there a, is it is it <laughs> a fan say- behind the... the, the-
2: <laughs> Do we have to say we know John Rashad? Uh-huh. Like, God, how
0: he does also had happen?
2: some
1: watches he was selling out of his trunk. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> but-
0: <laughs> Were they Bolaxes? <laughs>
2: Uh, don't buy any musical instruments from the guy. you you can join the debate join the conversation on social media follow us at podcast ffc on twitter and instagram for future considerations on facebook
0: he calls himself the conductor (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't forget Go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. we got some great interviews. We've had some great uh, great guests. We've had some great debates as well.
1: And you can also join the conversation, too, by sending us your questions like Nicole did. And uh, you can also make uh, topics, uh, suggestions, and comments as well at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com.
2: Remember, our second episode this week called The OT will have even more <laughs> debates.
0: Yeah, we're going to bring our buddy Adam Hooper on. He's the guy that never knows how to vote on time, so he may not show up for this, just a warning. But <laughs> if he does show up, we are going to debate the end-of-season Major League Baseball awards. So we're going to go from MVP to Cy Young to Rookie of the Year to, to Skipper of the Year. Uh, so it's going to be great to have Adam on there, and uh, we're, we're going to try to get him to say Bryce Harper is the National League MVP. He's going to do it. I think he's going to do it.
2: I don't think so. He hates Harper so he much. He He's not going to. He hates not Bryce
0: Harper. Which is surprising cuz he looks just like him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we want to thank our sponsors on the show too. London Awnings, quality that shows.
0: And Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor specializing in sport training and nutrition. S- Shane still wants to know if uh, his episode is the highest rated episode in For Future Considerations history. I, I didn't uh, hear him finish the question. I just hung up on him and haven't <laughs> talked to him since. But we'll have to check those numbers out for him at some point.
1: And uh, remember to tune into the OT on Friday. We told Adam that uh, we're recording the show on Wednesday, so he should be on time. And thank (laughs) you once again for listening to For Future Considerations.
2: Home. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the...